0: and the number one sports
1: talk show for your drive home. I mean, you know how it is, rocking and rolling and whatnot. This is Dukes and Bell.
0: Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. On Sports
1: Radio 92.9 The Game. Don't know what you're thinking, but I will tell you what we're thinking. He's sincere. He's trying. And I think, as I have told you guys the last two weeks, it is more likely that he is back than he's not. And that is just my assessment. I do not know what's going to happen. And, again, you cannot go to New Orleans and lay an egg, Mike. You've got to show up and play. But I expect that. I think they will, and and we're going to see where this goes. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. That is Coach Arthur Smith. Uh, people are already hitting us up at Mike Bell ATL. Put them up, see Dukes, um, and saying, you know, that, that Arthur believes that the team um, that he, you know, in, that you talked about, that, right. that he took on, right, And you said it, those circumstances when you walk into a situation, and I think the term he used is you don't know what's under the hood until you get under the hood, and and then how that transformed. Guys, there's a lot to this. And and by the way, we're not going to make any excuses for our record. We can't. It is what it is. I told you guys last week, you can't defend this. But you have to understand how we got here. And I think that's part of this, Mike, when we start making these decisions about how we move forward.
0: Right. No, look, I ask him almost every week we're out here. I think sometimes there are too many complicated elements to the play call. We talked sure. about the gadget play, which didn't work. And he said, look, they gave you the track record of some gadget plays that did. But I think sometimes, you know, on the road, just run the football. And I just think that, look, he's not going to crap on Desmond or he's not going to sit here and, and do that. And no coach no, in the right no, mind ever going to do that. No. But I think, I mean, other than the diehard Ritter guys that are still out there. You, you've seen the limitations there and because of the circumstances look, guys pickett was the only quarterback drafted in the first round bailey Zappi's drafted in that draft purdy no granted, brock purdy i mean that's mr irrelevant he's one pick away from you know just being a free age could have gone anywhere could have wound up with the jets as a backup and never getting on the field you know for all we know but he goes to san francisco and obviously the rest is history because he goes to a system which is you know obviously tailor made for him with the with shanahan but we we're, we're, we're in a situation where you had to accelerate your quarterback search, and maybe you weren't expecting that. And that's why that, that's the ultimate after effect of not landing Deshaun Watson. It, it, it has a ripple effect, which plays into this season. The year we expected to do something, and the quarterback wasn't up to the task.
1: So, uh, you know, the confidence level heading into Sunday, uh, despite what happened in Chicago, I will tell you, is high here. These guys expect to go win. Um, it doesn't mean that you get into the playoffs because, again, you need help from Carolina. But the NFL is weird and wacky this way, man. You know, like we just expect Tampa to go in there and beat the snot out of them. And you just – we've seen it in years past. So I'm not Mm going to put that past Tampa losing, but you've got to handle your business first, and we'll see how this all shakes out. Regardless of of what happens, there are going to be major decisions that are going to be made with this franchise moving forward. And part of that is, Mike, from a staff standpoint to a quarterback – to what you want to do and how to improve this team with all the weapons you have, you know, Um, and and I asked coach about, you know, the thing that we've talked about all year, you've got Bijan, you've got Pitts, you've got London. They all individually, if you go look, have had really good seasons outside of Pitts. He's, you know, again, it's not his rookie year, right? But the, the, the not getting in the end zone enough as an offense guys is a function of the quarterback. I can tell you that we can say that, and we've said it all year long. It's a function of those turnovers in the red zone. It's a function of leading the league
0: or being one of the league leaders in, in turnovers total right. from that position. But that is what has really hurt us. I mean, and that's why when we, we get in that conversation that started back in August about game manager. Yeah, I mean, it sounds great, but at some point, you need a quarterback to go do some quarterback things, stuff, some things. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, our guy couldn't do that. But again, th- but there's still like Arthur still bears responsibility. We've talked about this. Uh, you know, I talk, I remember I asked him the question: Look, if Pitts can't block, why are you asking him? to block you know in, in some of the design some of the yeah. things we covered earlier yeah. conversations here over the course of the season you know can we just you know we thought you know run the football play action setting up your guys and we just don't score 19 points is what we've averaged guys and that's not enough and and you know the benchmark in the nfl the win is is generally 22 to 24 points and that's why we are where we are so i know a lot of guys hit us up on the text line also saying that you know they they've, they like arthur they respect him, but they still feel it's time for a change listen and and i, I believe i understand because I P- just, and people are going to you know, feel that way. And Mike. by the way, we, as we said now, if he's here's the thing: the awkwardness of the conversation we have is, you know, there's some questions you want answers, but because you you may not get the answer because you might not be here next week. You know, that's that's you know, again, I, I, you and I are of the opinion Arthur Blank is going to c- bring him back, but when, he might not win, lose, or draw. But he might not. But we don't we don't know. Yep. You know, and we talked about you mentioned you know the Lacon the Four article talking to some unnamed general managers in the league who feel that the, the the case is not strong for for Arthur to stay here in the building at least from Arthur Blank's point of view. We'll find out
1: alright two six zero nine two nine.
0: Uh a lot there
1: uh, with Arthur as we were trying to pull some teeth and basically say, hey, what's going on here, there, and, and everywhere? Um, but he said it. I, I, listen, and I think part of this too, Mike, is it's hard because we've been in this, not you and I, but like the fan base has been in this this thing. Like you go to the stadium and you're talking to people and you're talking to people about these games. We're all talking about the same stuff and we want answers. But to Arthur Smith's point, he still has to go win on Sunday. <laughs> really like, yes he's got to yeah. go win on sunday you it's results
0: driven business we have a 17 percent chance to make the playoffs we talked earlier the buccaneers have a 56 percent chance they got to beat the panthers now the panthers are, what team's going to show up the final game of the year they've still got a great defensive front they still got some guys that are, that are that are healthy but it's baker mayfield baker, look, baker mayfield can very easily go up to carolina and throw two interceptions that's right you know and, and that's something he has done in his career you know so He's banged up with some, uh, not no broken ribs. X-rays are negative, but he's definitely not one hundred percent.
1: All right, man, we got. But it doesn't matter if we don't beat the Saints. It doesn't matter. That's the part. Like that's why he's so focused. Like, hey, I get it. We'll have a conversation about all this stuff, but but I got to go win on Sunday. All right, more uh, Clark Phillips is going to join us as well. We're going to talk with him about the secondary and the,
0: the defense and his all that His dad the just posted he's going to join us. I tweeted. Did he really? His dad retweeted. Ah, yeah. that's what's up, Mr. Clark, Phillips. Appreciate you listening,
1: Clark Phillips. Man, he's been balling. Clark Phillips, the third, by the way. That's right. All right, we got to talk some dogs.
0: Dukes and Bell
1: on the sidelines with the dogs. Congratulations to Brock Bowers. He makes the announcement via social media last night that he is headed to the National Football League. And as I said, see you on Sunday because Brock Bowers is going to be a special player in the NFL. Mike, I think, you know, when you talk about tight ends, uh, I don't know if we'll see another one come along. Listen, Georgia's produced some great tight ends. What up, Randy Mack? There have been some great guys to come through those doors. Right on. None better than this kid. And when you talk about his impact and his legacy that he's leaving at Georgia, and this announcement was cool. You know, when I read it last night, I was like, this is just so perfect for Brock, but talking about the words can't describe how thankful he is for the three years. People don't realize this, and maybe you don't, but, like, Brock was not highly touted. Like, everybody wasn't on him. And, Mike, he's sending the coaching staff, you know, him running heels and lifting weights and and showing that, hey, I am capable of doing all these things even though a lot of schools are not on me. And look what you
0: got. Yeah, I mean, you got a guy that was literally after his freshman year, the NFL teams, if he was eligible, they would have drafted him. He would have gone to the NFL after year one. That's how good this guy was. And he brings you two natties, and he comes back just 26 days after, you know, having that surgery, that tightrope surgery on the ankle the guy was doing everything he could to uh, to bring a third championship for kirby and the dogs he's a rock star now it's just a matter of how well he'll do in the combine i think the record speaks for itself he'll be a first round pick just how high another guy first round pick perhaps cedric von prompt one of the great uh, offensive linemen in georgia history carl he goes on social media to say thanks uh and uh, thank dog nation and everything they accomplished and that's you know when you have these kind of studs especially in the offensive line and that kind of leadership and that's probably the reason kirby had the culture and so many guys signed up and played in that orange ball when you create something like that
1: yeah he thanks his teammates uh coach smart and his position coach as well and um you know again does he go down and we've had this conversation with conor riley as one of the top three
0: dogs ever right i want you guys to think about that okay there's herschel Herschel was a three-time All-American, Pollock was the only other three-time All-American, then you just mentioned Brock Bowers, and obviously everyone's got their faves, but when you think about the impact, you know, and the championship caliber impact. I just think, and again, the, the debate for anybody when you say he's the best to come out of the
1: program is always hard, but I will tell you he's top three. He's in my top three, ever, to come out of this program, simply because of his impact, and you won chips. Right. You won chips. So with that said, congratulations. That was the big news that came down as Brock. And and by the way, people are saying, is he a top 10 pick? Are you crazy? Yes. Do you want an impact player? I mean, I don't care the fact that people are going to say, well, wait a minute. Tight end? Do you draft tight ends? We've had this conversation in our right. city because well, I mean, we drafted Kyle, one. Kyle it does Kyle
0: Pitts is a bad example right now for Valley fans. It, yes. But, but, but if, if, I, I, if I needed a tight end, Mike, and I wanted a difference maker, I'm drafting this kid in the top ten, period. Yeah, I mean, you've seen it. I mean, the, the look, the other thing is that more compelling if he comes back or he goes is, is I think, you know, what, what you got with uh, you know with, with other weapons on this offense, you don't replace. You now, Oscar Delp, you've got more guys coming up, but you can't sure. replace what this guy was as far the the amazing ability you know the the style of play and just Carl the big play this guy could score a touchdown from anywhere on the field you know in the red zone break the big play make the tough well, catch he can run he can play running right. back I mean like you can do different
1: things with him but I just think as a solid tight end in the NFL he's not afraid to block he will block number two he makes catches that you need. We talk about these security blankets, the Kelseys of the world. That is going to be Brock Bowers for some quarterback. Now, I will also say it depends on where he goes, Mike, because if he goes somewhere where there is no quarterback, right. then obviously his production is not going to be what it should. But if he goes somewhere like, I don't know, Justin Herbert. Right. Let's just say he goes to Chargers. You're gonna tell me that is not something that's gonna benefit Brock Bowers yeah. and the Chargers?
0: You go to the right go the right place. The other thing is, and then I think this is gonna be interesting where Led McConkey goes and just assume Lad between don't forget guys, you get to the combine, then you have your pro day at Georgia. Lad McConkey's a guy that a lot of folks are feeling, just finds that you know that amazing ability to be at first maybe the third wide receiver option, but he's another guy that you kind know, of just kind of has that that call it what you want, winning DNA. Yeah. Right. And yep. just makes big plays. You saw it in the Orange Bowl. You know, a gadget play goes for thirty seven yard touchdown. It's pretty amazing.
1: Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. uh 929 Javon Bullard's going to be tough to replace. But we've seen this. Georgia's been in this spot. Listen, two years ago when they sent all those guys to the NFL,
0: what did we say? How do you replace all these guys? They did they so came back. Defensive line. Funny, you and I were having this conversation off the air. Barry Alexander did nothing at USC, and I don't know what he, if he would have. I don't know if he would have been a difference maker in that SEC championship game because, needless to say, you needed to get after Jalen Miller. That was more of a, a schematic thing. That I think, in hindsight, if George's coaching staff had it all over again, you'd have taken a page out of Michigan's playbook and go get after that guy. All right, guys, coming
1: up, Clark Phillips, the third. We got some guy talk on the way as well. And what did Coach say about the health? of some of the guys that are uh, set to play on Sunday, including the quarterback. We're going to get into that and much more coming up in the Falcon Report. It's Dukes and Bell live at Flowery Branch. Time for guy talk. <laughs> 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 Never mind. It's time for shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. yes. Brought to you by Hooters. If the game is on, it's on at Hooters. Any conference all season long.
0: Welcome to Atlanta where the play is played. Yeah, boy. boy. It's a hump day edition of Dukes Bell, the only station to ever broadcast live mid-season, in-season, from up here at Flower Branch inside the Ticketmaster Studios. A couple of things for you, Carl. Uh, it got very testy on social media between Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel has referred to Aaron Rodgers a number of times as a tinfoil hat kind of conspiracy <laughs> theorist nut. And uh, on the Pat McAfee show, discussing uh, what's going on with this uh, the Epstein list, We're apparently going to finally drop the names of who was partying on Jeffrey Epstein's island. And for those who don't watch the news or have lived under a rock the last couple of years, uh, the uh, billionaire who may or may not have been murdered while in jail <laughs> in New York City, uh, hung out with a lot of influential people mm. from uh, very different and uh, both sides of political bents and Hollywood, etc. Uh, And a lot of folks are afraid about uh, being found on that list because there were a lot of underage girls on the island if you hadn't seen some of the documentaries. So Aaron Rodgers basically says, yeah, that that Epstein list is coming out. Uh, I wonder if Jimmy, you know, basically inferring that Jimmy Kimmel's name is going to be on it. And Jimmy Kimmel goes to DEFCON 1 on social media basically saying, I'll I'll sue you over this. Touch me and I'll sue. Yeah, because as we said, there's some things you can joke around about. But, you know, you know. Pedophilia is not one of them. Uh, and I think Aaron Rodgers kind of stepped over the line on this one by just <laughs> going for a cheap laugh. Because if anybody criticized Aaron Rodgers, you know, he pushes back heavy.
1: Mike, I. Because uh, he's thin-skinned. Well, yes, he is.
0: But I, I when I saw this last night uh,
1: when, when our crew sent it to me, and I was like, there's just no place for it. Like, like there's no time. Unless it comes out and there's tangible proof that you were doing something that you should not have been doing, which, right. again, I don't know. Just if, because your name is on the list, Again, doesn't mean that you knew what was going on. Everybody assumes that everybody thought they knew what was going on with yeah. Jeffrey Epstein.
0: But Jimmy Kimmel's like, I've never even met this guy. Well, I've never been in a picture with this guy. But, but a little, it's little not bit e- of his e- island. But it's
1: not even that, Mike. No. It's indefensible. Right. If somebody right now says Mike Bell was, was with kids somewhere, and, and again, this has never happened. Right. But that assumption sticks. It's 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 guilt by association. Right. You you can't do that, man. There's no place for that whatsoever with a situation like this with Jeffrey Epstein, who was convicted of this and and certainly was, you know, as Mike said, well, we don't know what happened in jail. I I don't know if we'll ever know. But, yeah, man, I just I felt like, wow, this is not the place to go with this particular subject matter.
0: Yep, uh, again, it goes back to uh, Kimmel, it, the beep with him sort of going back to when Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID. I remember the, he said he was immunized, and, yeah. you know. And look, Taking vitamins. And, went, and, and they've gone round and round over that, and as we know, that uh, Aaron does kind of keep like a mental Rolodex of, uh, I guess uh, – things he takes as affronts, uh <laughs> as a major celebrity <laughs> the most recognizable player in the nfl so uh anyway but yeah kimmel basically saying that uh, you know that's you know i will sue you and you know this is not at carl's point not something you'd be messing around with hey man uh and by the way it says needless to say all this ufo talk has the tinfoil hatters going wild this is going back to remember the ufo conspiracy theory aaron Rodgers was in the episode of hard knocks oh, talking tights. about how we saw a ufo in new jersey yeah yeah and so his the, buddy's so house the, so the most recent jimmy kimmel again slight at aaron Rodgers says needless to needless Say all this UFO talk has the tinfoil hatters going wild, including uh, Aaron Rodgers. Kimmel said before showing clips from Rodgers' statements on the McAfee Show, "It might be time to revisit that concussion protocol, Aaron." <laughs> that was that was, but on bumps, that yeah. was the joke. Yeah. So that that's how the whole thing kind of got ramped up. We'll see where this one goes. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have to apologize to Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, listen, again, Pat McAfee's already apologized for the whole thing happening on his show. Of course, because you don't want to be
1: associated with that, Mike. Again. Both under the umbrella of Disney ABC. Oh, it's just, it's a bad look, man. Uh, right. pe- period. And, and again, I don't know anything about what what Kimmel's relationship was or was not. Right. It's
0: just, you, you can't accuse people of that. Hey, scary situation. Nobody has uh, been hurt, but uh, down in the South Florida, firefighters called today for a fire at the home of Tariq Hill. What? Yeah, 9,000 square plus uh, uh, square foot home in Berkshire Court in Southwest Ranches, Florida, which is the people have a lot of land uh, west of 75 nobody living in the home was harmed channel 7 reporting helicopters show the uh, the fire not raging a firefighter qu- apparently quickly located the source of the fire and got it under control there's a lot of smoke coming out of the roof as they hit it with the water but uh, it's a beautiful home man and uh, you know you hate to see that cuz and i again first things first everyone in the family is safe but sure. you think about the memorabilia things he's got in there. You want to make sure that 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 gets out. Yeah, man,
1: we were talking about, uh, we loved winning time. Okay. We hope some other network picks it up and and continues it. But you know, they, they chronicle when Kareem's house burnt down and this was years, years, many years ago, you know, his, his record, his jazz collection that he lost and, just those very personal items you won't want to see that with anybody. But man, I when you told me that earlier, and I was like, was anybody there? Just thank goodness nobody was was injured.
0: Right on. Hey man, another story uh, is that uh, I today, and again, one of my New Year's resolutions, this is just for you and me, kind of personal. You and I always joke around when I make these big, big pronouncements because again, let's be honest, a New Year's resolution is nine times out of ten going to get blown out of the water within the first forty-eight hours for can't, some. If you have no be. discipline, can't be. You know. Um, Weight loss really wasn't even a you know, a resolution. I just got lucky that my wife got me on this program and I've been knockwood been able to keep most of it off. Chris is on a great program, he just started himself. So got that under control. My resolution this year, Carl, was to not spend frivolously, extravagantly on things I don't need. Oh wow, okay. And then my boy, trustee, calls me, goes, so you coming down for the Falcons game or what? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I did. I will say this for guys. Now, I know that the uh, season may end. Season may extend. Need some help with the Bucks. You can get dirt cheap tickets at the Superdome. Upper level seats going for less than 50 bucks. Wow. In the 600 sections, you're going to have not a bad seat in the Superdome. We've all been there. I got tickets uh, behind the bench for about 150 bucks. You know, before you throw in the service charges, sure. it's still not bad to be, you know, on on the hundred level at the Superdome to go down there. That's a great cost. Uh, Mike and I've said this,
1: like when the Superdome is rocking, like with any stadium, you know, the team's doing well. Um, but that's a great price to go down there and harass Saints fans right. and hopefully be able to pick up a dub.
0: One guy hit me up on social media and I said, Hey, I'm going down. He said, Misery loves company. Anybody coming down? Let me know where you're at. we we'll, yeah. We we'll get the party started. One guy says, Well, you're a brave man. It's I've never ever felt threatened at the Superdome. It's not like going to Philadelphia. I think – and you and I have talked about this before – and a lot of guys uh, do realize this now. Or national media starting to understand win, lose, good season, bad season. This has got much more juice than Chicago. And, and it, does. Ba- it does. It's two fan bases that it, it, the teams basically came in the league at the same time. They're southern, and to me, it's always been good for the most part. Now, granted, if somebody's drinking 27 shots, yeah, he may throw some punches. <laughs> but for the most part, you and I've always felt from our experience, it's good natured ball. Basketball. It is, man, home I, and away.
1: I uh, I didn't you know appreciate it as much from afar mm-hmm. until we got into it. Um, um, and, and being in it now and understanding, you know, again, we 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 bust balls with Saints fans, and they're good folks, right. most of them. But uh, <laughs> right. but but at the end of the day, man, we leave the we leave the stadium. Everybody's going to eat something, have a good time, go have a drink. Right. I'm going to tell you how the Falcons suck and why. And I'm going to tell you why the Saints suck. But nobody's nobody's looking for trouble, man. And I think that's fundamentally like mm-hmm. when you talk about the Eagles or some of these other stadiums where guys are like, yeah, you want to do something about it. That right. I've never experienced that with a Saints fan. It's like we're going to clown and
0: we're going to have fun and then we're moving on. So I'm with you. I know it's going to be a good time. Right. Now, here's where it gets sticky, though, as far as that New Year's resolution of not spending frivolously. Got I was able to use my Sky Miles on Delta to get a flight down. They didn't have to go to the, you know, the Spirit option. Okay. You know, for $50? Well, for $75, I could have flown to New Orleans with a nice stop over at Fort Lauderdale. That's true. I was going to say, yeah, exactly. Three yeah, hours. Which, I Three just, hours. you know what, as much as I want to save money, that's, <laughs> that just makes no sense. So I, I book it on Delta, and then immediately I get the email. It's almost like you know somebody going, "Hey, why don't you upgrade?" Oh yeah, because right now I'm in the back of the plane because I just yeah, did yeah. it last minute. Sure, I, I, I burned like uh, fifty thousand sky miles, which I, I you know, use them or lose them. Right, and and I spent like you know like under two hundred bucks of the ticket. So That's it. That's that's smart, right? Yes, that's smart. But now you know what's you, gonna happen. You want to upgrade. It's gonna get in my head, Chris you want to upgrade? and Chris that's, that's Chris—that's spending frivol- and, frivolously. And then it's not just like you know my own little little guy on my, on, the, on my shoulder, you know my little devil, like an Animal House. Do it, do it. I got this jack leg saying, "What was your line earlier?" What's the price of comfort, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> see, <laughs> it's true. See, that's the thing. It's true because right now I'm gonna have to worry about you know getting that, the carry-on bag stowed overhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, then it's the walk of shame where the flight attendant goes back. Like, There's no more space. And then they take your bag. They go. And your bag gets gets checked. It gets checked. Thanks, you know, and they're just sitting there, you know, like a dork. You know me. I like to hit the ground running. Yeah. Like, you never know who you're going to be sitting next to, Mike. I've got an aisle seat. Okay. Oh, you're good. Three. And I'm on the aisle. So you can lean away. You know, I, 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 if somebody's deal. very large in the middle if you if you upgrade which he's going to if you up <laughs> no i'm not you no, <laughs> i am not going to spend 500 dollars to sit first class okay whatever that's, whatever that's too much this goes against my resolution i'm gonna carl i came to this realization and you laugh at me all the time when i come to this. When I was down here in amelia island on vacation yeah, yeah. i've not saved a lot of money in my life i've spent because i never thought i was going to live past sure. 50 based on my family's you know history of the guys that don't last very long so now it's like really don't i mean i got to save for retirement. I got to stop screwing around. So I got to stop spending ridiculous amounts of money on stupid things like upgrading to first class. Yeah, but here's the here's the other
1: side of that, all right? And and I'll say this, there is there's a balance. Uh I hope everybody has it. But Mike, right. you've done incredible things. I'm telling you. And I don't know if you you would trade that for not upgrading once or twice in oh, your no, life. No, no, get me wrong. I mean, all right. <laughs> right. So you can stop with yeah, that. I, all I, right? I had a lot of fun, yeah. a lot of shenanigans. But this, you know? but this is not right. going to happen. Right. You are going to upgrade, and you're going to realize you're going to continue to spin frivolously, and it's just who you are. No. I
0: mean – <laughs> you know, I mean, it's who you are. Mike just doesn't want to be doing mornings in get a, Tallahassee get 73. Get That's re- the problem. No, I, I read, Carl re- knows this. Good morning, Fort Myers. How you doing? <laughs> Real-time oldies. Here's Metallica. Enter Sandman. 10 till 6. Mike Hammer with you.
1: Yeah, listen. <laughs> but you know what? Do it, man. I know right. you're going to do it. If you don't do it, I'll right. give you a C note. All right, man. All right, look,
0: thank you, man. I appreciate that. Because I know you're going to. No, no. I I'm will gonna, get the picture, and he'll I, be like, no. cocktail. <laughs> no, I'm going I'm to maintain. And this is one like my cocktail. wife. Even Becky's like, you know, just you're going to do it. You're going to do it. And the thing is, real quick, I used to, when I lived in Midtown, one of my neighbors, great guy, Christoph. And he's from France. Home. And his wife and the kid, is, is a, he's a big Ferrari fan, and his son's name is Enzo. Yeah. Great family. He used to live down there. We always had a great time there. It's fire. One of the jobs, he's one of those people at Delta, and their job is to come up with those algorithms to get you uh, to, to find that price point. And it works. Just What's, what's the pain it, threshold to it get works. you to whether to go for Delta Comfort or you know whatever the thing is to get, to get you there? No. Mike's going to
1: see sure. the guy in C2. He's going to have a CPAP machine
0: on. <laughs> he's going to be snoring out of his mouth, and he's going right. to say, give me the upgrade right now. Now. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest It's like I'm like And then I'll get on the plane And of course It'll be like First class First class passengers And I'm like <laughs> That should be me. <laughs> and then, then I got Because you know the drill. You know? Then it's, you know, you're going to wait, and then some jack leg, and your thing doesn't then, No, jam the, jam the suitcase in there 17 times sideways. It doesn't fit. Hey, one last nugget uh, on, on a much more serious note, but I, I did see the video last night on, because uh, we got home early because we had the coaches show. Yeah. I got to catch uh, ABC News at, at, uh, at uh, 7. You saw the flight, the Japan Airlines. Crazy. It landed in Tokyo, and it hit a plane that was uh, trying to bring uh, rescue and uh, and uh, earthquake workers. Yeah, earthquake yeah. effort uh, supplies and stuff to the uh, the western coast of Japan. I couldn't believe. Imagine you're on a plane that's on fire, and they actually had camera, phone, video. From people on the plane. The last thing I'm going to do is sit there and, like, get the camera out and start, oh, look at the wings on fire. People are idiots. I, I just I, couldn't. Now, again, if you, now, if you're being orderly, and Japanese folks, if nothing else, they are orderly when it comes to getting off the plane. They, they got everybody off. They got though. everybody off. It, yeah. No, that, no, nobody died on the plane itself with that hit the other plane. That was amazing to
1: me, Mike, because pandemonium ensues, right. right? I mean, seriously. The smoke There wasn't the smoke wasn't overwhelming. If you haven't seen this video. It looks like right? something
0: had to die hard, too, as yeah, they hit the plane. But,
1: like, people standing up and they're like, okay. And then, you know, it's like it's time to get off the exits. And people you see, like, on the runway, once people get off the plane and they're pointing their cameras back. Right. But, yeah, I, I was shocked that right. nobody was killed on that. But plane. that's the
0: thing. You know, could you imagine the free-for-all we might have here in the States? Can you imagine the free-for-all? was a plane oh, in America. Unbelievable. I mean, people literally flying over each other. Get my suitcase. <laughs> get rolling. Very nice, folks. When the Falcons played in Japan, I told Chris the story. Trying to find my way to the Tokyo Dome. Uh, to get to the the press conference they had. And I'm sitting there staring at this giant map that car looked like spaghetti of the Tokyo. And sure enough, one guy goes up and goes, uh, are you, uh, do you speak, are uh, you American? I go, huh? And because he's trying to, I'm trying to get to the, well, you know what, he's got three other people, got four people trying to show me how to use the map. Oh, well, that, the subway. That, the nicest people in the world. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's
1: great. Yeah. Hey, man, good stuff. Uh, Mike's going to upgrade. You can hit us up and let, <laughs> let us know. If you're
0: on that 11 o'clock flight to New Orleans, you will not see me up front.
1: All right, guys, coming up, we are going to talk about what Coach Arthur Smith had to say. Also, what do you do? We're actually going to open up the phone lines because we want to hear from you. And I got to put it out there because we hadn't talked about it, but the Hawks play tonight. And Trey Young should be an all-star starter. I'm going to tell you why when we come back on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Clark Phillips is on the way, 5 o'clock. He'll join us live here at Flowery Branch. We already had an interesting conversation with Arthur Smith today. And uh, you're going to get a chance to hear it again coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. When I say interesting, interesting in many ways. Um, he understands how you feel. He understands how we feel. He was uh, very uh, reserved in, in how he went about answering some of the things he answered today. But we got some things out of him, Mike, that I thought was interesting. And we're going to let you hear all of that. Coming up, though, Clark Phillips III. We'll talk secondary, defense, and all of those things. Hey, Hawks play tonight. I just want to mention this because I think it's important – Hawks haven't won as much as as we had hoped. But as we talk about this team, Mike, and I keep talking about the construction and the makeup of this team, I just think it's important for Hawks fans to say, hey, our guy is playing out of his mind. And I'm talking about Trey Young. Trey Young, guys, is putting up 28.3 points a game. He's averaging 11.3 assists per game. He's seventh in scoring. He's second in assists. He should be an all-star starter. And the thing that he's doing this year, there have only been six other seasons in NBA history where a player averaged at least 28 points and 11 assists. Last guy to do was James Harden, and he's the only other player to do it this century. Trey Young is doing special things. The problem is, Mike, the team is not winning as much as we thought they would. But when you talk about an all-star starter, which is what we thought he was going to be last year, he's doing it again where he's putting up you know, historic numbers. Tyrese Halliburton, guys, is killing it. He's averaging more assists than anybody in the league, 12.7. He's on pace to be the first guy to average 12 assists in a season since John Stockton did it in 1995. So Halliburton, Trey, that's it. Backcourt in the East, that's what it should consist of. Then you can tell me about Giannis. You can tell me about Joel Embiid and
0: Jason Tatum. That's all great. I just want you guys to know that Trey Young is doing all-star stuff. But the problem is, when is Trey Young going to say, get me out of here? Because you guys are building a losing program, and I want to win a championship. I want to compete for NBA titles. When does that – I mean, I hope it doesn't ever happen, because the more you're hearing now about the Hawks moving to Jonte Murray, is more for picks, and that means reset. And if you're going to reset, that means Trey might get antsy, and I wouldn't blame him based on what Carl's is just telling you about. Oscar Robertson-like production, resetting the record books. And, and you look back now, you know, obviously the, those three years where we really stunk it up when Lloyd Pierce came in. But we now, we're I just hope we're not going to be on the cusp of, you know, the, the Lon Kruger years, you know, with the old Pete Babcock trying to turn things around. Well, you're because, in the playoffs, but you're not. Well, what no, do you No, you're saying? not even in the playoffs. where you're not even, you're not even sniffing the playoffs. Where you're like the worst, like you're like we're the Pistons, you know. And that's what we would be without Trey Young. We would, because in the NBA, unlike it's amazing, the NFL, you think it's harder with so many moving parts. The NBA, it is so tough. Not everybody comes back. We always remember trusting the process with the Sixers they still haven't won a championship, it's True, you know, despite having the MVP. So I do, I, I'm just – I hope that's not the case, but it's hard to find, uh, unless you're going to really flee some general manager to know what he's doing, when you read the Sham Sharania articles about all these different, you know, pr- prospective trades that are out there. But, I mean, do you think they just trade, get DeJounte off the books for picks <sighs> and then recoup first rounders and hope you get it right? Yeah, it's, it's a tough deal, man,
1: because, again, you know, what Trey has become – it's been over the five year five years that he's been here, right? It's not Trey came in and yeah, he was a special player. But Mike, you normally don't win with young young rookies like that. So you know if you're going to reset, the, the best way to do that is go get, uh, you know, veteran guys. I will tell you, the guy we're playing tonight in Oklahoma City in SGA, yeah. give me him in a heartbeat. He's that dude. Give me him in a heartbeat. This guy's unbelievable, and I think you guys don't really pay attention because he's playing for Oklahoma City. We don't watch yeah. those games. Mike, he may be the
0: third best player, second best player in the league. Period. One, one thing, hopefully for us tonight, guys, is you're getting Oklahoma City. They beat Boston last night, so they got a back-to-back uh, on the East Coast with travel, flying late last night after being town. Um, the other thing is how bad are the Hawks right now? One of the worst teams, uh, Carl, in recent history against the spread. Oh, and for those who don't gamble, that means not covering the number. I think we're what? It's a three and a half point favorite. Is uh, are we are we, the, are we a favorite tonight against Oklahoma City? I don't know about that. I think it's a one point. Okay, one point game. Uh, the Hawks are Pickle. seven and twenty-five against the spread. Yeah, and Chris pointed out the number that ter- that translates to. We're just covering twenty-one point nine percent. So that's. I mean, it's, it's one thing, and the only teams we've really covered against, aside from the the upset win against the Bucs earlier in the year, it's basically the bottom feeders, the Torontos, the the oh, Wizards yeah. of the uh, of the Eastern Conference.
1: Yeah, I mean Oklahoma City's. They beat Denver already this year. Uh, they beat the top-notch teams in both conferences um and and this is a really good team but yeah you're right i mean that's part of why i think there is a frustration Hawks are a one point dog okay me. one point dog and that okay. that moved because earlier when i checked this afternoon they were a one point favorite correct so the so, line moved all right so uh and part of this is because they're they're having a tough time finishing and winning those games but as i've said uh I, and i i've talked about it i know you guys at one point maybe even last year when we were tough and being critical of trey because it's what we do with our stars you thought that uh, mike and i were on one we support him, and we want him to be successful, and I also want him to be an all-star starter if he's putting up the kind of numbers that he that, that that he should be
0: a starter. No, you can't. Look, when you've got a guy that's doing the job he's doing, and like I, I'm just – don't get it twisted. I'm already getting guys coming at me. I'm not saying no, – Trey hasn't demanded a trade. No. I'm just telling you guys, you know your NBA history. Stars demand trades, and stars get what they want. When a star wants to leverage his position, he does so and we've seen it from all the players where we came through Oklahoma City and afterwards to take any of your faves if the team's not doing the job right now guys we're 13 and 9 we're 11th in the eastern conference
1: 404-726-0929 it's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line uh Hawks tonight coverage starts at 7 tips at 7:30 and uh, all the action right here on Sports Radio 929 the game Mike Conti have the pre-half and post Steve Holman bang with the call and uh, you'll get all the action it'd be nice to put together a dub tonight um, they beat up on the Wiz. Wizards aren't any good, even though the Wiz made it a game the other night. But mm-hmm. y- you got to find a way to beat some of these better teams. This is one of the better teams in the league.
0: Oklahoma City second place right now behind the – just a game behind Minnesota for the number one seed in the Western Conference. As you said, at SGA, that's one of those dudes, man. You think about, like, Ant-Man, SGA. You mentioned Halliburton. There's some dudes, man. Now, if they yeah. remember that Lakers trade? That was the Sharania story last for two weeks ago about Reeves and maybe yes. – I don't know. man. I just don't, I, I just I don't, don't do see, it for you. I don't see getting enough, getting enough back unless, you know, uh, beggars can't be choosers. And then, as I said, the other option is is not the one that I think fans would be favoring. And that's where you just get picks. In that case, it's just a long turnaround.
1: No doubt. All right, guys, I want to hear from you guys uh, not only about the Hawks, but also about the Falcons. We are live at Flowery Branch. And as we started the show today, we said there are many decisions that are going to be made um, win or lose on Sunday that will affect uh, the forward outcome of, of this organization. And, you know, asking Coach today, he Mike asked him point blank about, you know, one of the things that we're going to have to talk about and deal with. And he said he respected the question, but, Mike, right. he wasn't ready to answer that because it's not the offseason. season. He's still focused on the Saints right now, and
0: I I, I get that. I do. And the other thing is, and we're seeing a lot today and yesterday, look, I'm super, you know me, I'm always freaked out and I'm hot about, you know, uh, this team because we were invested in it both emotionally and financially. But uh, I just wonder how much of this, and we talked about the general manager yesterday, I think, you know, he did a, a really nice job. They were behind the eight ball. And a lot of guys, a lot of sympathy for Arthur today after the conversation. A lot of guys hit us up on on Twitter and on the text line saying that you know he deserves another year. Some guys saying no way, Jose. One thing is that was beyond his control was whoever, <laughs> and I would love to know, and I think it's Arthur Blank, but he's never copped to it. Whoever thought we could get a piece of Deshaun Watson really did screw up the process because that deprived you of Matt Ryan. Imagine if Matt Ryan behind the offensive line was wasn't bad, wasn't great, but was you know was adequate, but Matt Ryan in this environment last year when the bucks were from fumbling and bumbling yeah and we just needed a few you know basic plays that Matt could deliver that Mariota couldn't have you know and and the ultimate irony tonight or the irony this weekend is if in fact Arthur Blank does decide to move on with a new head coach Matt Ryan might be calling Arthur Smith's last game in New Orleans It's on CBS this week all right guys more Falcons conversation on the way Clark Phillips
1: is going to join us when we come back on sports radio 92.9, the game live for flowery